see, somebody just shared uh, me in just at the, the break when we were chatting, say, Aaron, did you know it was a year uh, where we were stood together facing health issues? Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was just pre-diagnosed with cancer and about to go through chemotherapy uh, and things like that. This was this time last year. I hadn't started chemo, you know, and, and Claire was going through all sorts of tests relating to her lungs and her breathing. Both of us had kind of some challenges in, in that area. But both of us are standing today with clear bills of health, full of health and full of life, and we wouldn't be here without God breaking through. So, you know, and I want you to be aware of this and stand in the things that God is doing something great. I want to show an image if I can. You know, just put the first image up for me, Alf. Did we get it? We're good. That's the one. I want to ask a question because the whole message I've got for you today is how can we transform our city? You know, and I really want to go because you're all having that's a, that's a big question. But I want to dig into your spirit. I want to dig into your faith because who believes that we follow a miracle working God? Okay, so that picture, because when you look at the news, when you read the paper, when you look around, sometimes you think it's a little bit grey, we can see the clouds gathering, and you say, is there any hope? And God is looking for a man and a woman who would stand in the gap and say, I am going to pray, I'm going to drag in, you know, what God has got for this area in which God has placed me and rooted me in. You know, and I wonder, I want to appeal to those people this morning who have just got that little inkling and gone, I want to make a difference with my life. I didn't just want to go with the grey, I want to bring in the color. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm looking for heaven grabbers tonight. All right? I want somebody to go out and put their buckets up to God and say, God, we're going to bring down heaven. And, you know, even if it kills me, you know, we're going to do that. We're going to live for Christ and bring it in because, you know what? I want to leave a legacy. I want, I, want, I want to leave the world a better place, you know, that actually people carry on this great thing. Somebody passed the baton on to me, and, I, and we need to have that passing on kind of spiritualism that we're going to push into God. So this message is about how we can transform a city. And I want to do that by showing a clip, all right? You know, because it's not as complicated as you might think. Just see how this can influence people around us. It's the Coca-Cola one. There is product placement on this. So what? No, the other, not the Mentos one. Oh, the surprise for later. There you go, that's it. So, what if 
want to pose a question. What if the whole church in Exeter decided to share one act of kindness to one person on one particular day? According to the stats on Exeter's population, you know, that means between 7,500 and 14,000 people would receive a life-changing moment. That's just on one person in the whole church, one act, one day. What if the whole church in Exeter decided to share one act of kindness to one person every day for one week? You know how many people that potentially could reach? 53 to 98,000 people. What if the whole church in Riverside decided to share one act of kindness to one person every day for one year, that would reach between 55,000 people, 50% of the population. You have in your power to impact 50% of this city by taking one decision to share one act of kindness to one person in one day. For those who want to bring in your heaven, you know, bring in God's standards into it, you have that power, but we never realize that. We never understand that because there's a power in an act of kindness. And so I want to start a domino run today. You know, anybody remember the domino games? You know, so you'd kind of set it all up. It wouldn't take you ages to line up your dominoes and things like that. For, for 30 seconds of you already know what's going to happen. But here's the thing, to be a domino, to be the one person, to do the one act of kindness. You could look at you go, the person next to me is better at that. But the challenge of this message to transform a city is to be that domino. Wherever you go in the world, wherever God has placed you, I'm going to be the one that actually shares the act of kindness. And we're going to start off a chain reaction because today we're launching Joy Fest. All right, so everybody say Joy Fest back at me. Fantastic. Did you know you can't say the word joy without smiling? Try it again. Joy. Joy, isn't it? Joy. We are not a church of the deep joy. I have got the deep joy of God in my heart. He has changed my life. You will never see it on my face. Have you ever met people like that? If you were a good example of a Christian, I would give up right now. In fact, I want to kill myself talking to you. You know, some people are so sad, you know, things like that. But you know what? In Christ, we should have this joy on our face, right? And so here's the deal, by the way. Turn to someone next to you. I want you to give them your best smile. Come on. Big smile. Not cheesy. Big smile, isn't it, you know? All right. Turn the other side, and, and kind of you've already started giving money. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, right? If you smile at me for the next 20 minutes, all right, I presume I will stick to 20 minutes, all right? Keep smiling, because number one, I'm going to preach better if you're smiling, all right? Your cheeks are going to start to ache, but this is all about practice. This is about spiritual joy, Jim, okay? So, you know, you get that if you've ever been to a wedding and been with a wedding party. You know, one of my advice to the bride is you, you, your mouth's going to ache, uh, and the reason is you've never smiled so much, isn't it? You know, it gets false by the end of it, but I want you to learn to develop these angles. Did you know you're going to develop crow's feet if you start to smile. But here's the deal about crow's feet. Don't worry about this. You don't get Botox to take it out. Crow's feet will go upwards. If you frown, they'll go downwards. Basically, what happens is you can train your face to look happy. Seriously, at years of practice, you can, you, can, you can live for your life looking grumpy, you know, and everything the word is under, or you can go, my face is going to smile, okay? Don't just smile with your mouth, smile with your eyes. Now try it with somebody next to you. Eye smile, come on, link the eyes. That's good. That's excellent, isn't it, you know? Suddenly, it moves from being, you can't, it's harder, isn't it, with your eyes, you know? Once your eyes get twinkling, you know, your whole face comes alive. And the whole thing of Joyfest is about standards, because... We want to join together. Every church in Exeter wants to come together with this mission to reach our city for Jesus through, through the selling, for the passing on of joy. 
So most people don't have no idea what church is like. And I, I want to kind of bank the whole church experience on your shoulders. Right? That person who has no idea, I want them to make a decision on whether they come to church based on how you are with them. And it starts with this first act of smile on your face. Our strategy comes from Jesus. He said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Father in heaven. Right? There's something about the, if you are doing good deeds, if you are acting in, in a kind way, that actually I am doing this, right? not to get the praise, not so that you think I'm a great guy or I'm thinking I, I'm doing this because I want to show you someone's amazing. You know, you are, you are the only representation of God in a person's life. You might not know that. You might, you're that source of hope. You're that sunbeam. You're that life. And you've got a choice when you walk into their life going, I'm going to be God to that person. You know, it's not going, oh, I've got to go in. I've got to share these four messages. What did Aaron say on a Sunday? Four things I need to do. That, that is not the gospel. It's living out who God is in you every day and you walk into work and you go, hey, smile on your face. How can I brighten your day today? Joy festival when the whole church comes together and we're going to celebrate that. Matthew chapter 13, verse 33, talks about yeast. And I want to kind of put this phrase out. Joy is the yeast that raises the dough, okay? Joy is the yeast that raises the dough. I, I want to get some joy in your life because you know the stories that Tim told about him going to the hospital and bam, somebody is alive five years later. Who loves that, isn't it? Then the story that we walked through last year, you know, at the end of the year, God comes heals. We want to live that way and the Bible's full of those stories. But let me just kind of give you a little bit of context, right? That's 4,000 years of history, of those stories. And what you try and do on a Sunday morning is you want to live 4,000 years in one day. Have you ever noticed life's a little bit more ordinary than that? Isn't it? So if I said, how many of you raised the dead last week? You're like, ah, oh, oh. You know, I just kind of went to work and I just kind of helped somebody. You understand, yeast, by the way, is a simple thing that it just takes a little bit of yeast in society to make the world of difference. It takes a little bit of Jesus in your workplace, in your family, on your street, with your friends, just to make the difference. And if I can push you out of your comfort zone to be the yeast, let your face be yeast, all right? Can you do that? So you might look at see some miserable people this week, and you can go, I'm not going to join that. My face can be the yeast to bring the change, isn't it? Your words can be yeast. You can put good words in. You can say bad words or you can sow good words into the place where you go. You know your hands and your feet, the places where you go, the people that you touch and serve. You can go, I actually am going to make a difference in people's lives just by doing it. I'm going to be that, that joy, which is the yeast that raises my day. Who wants to have a week of joy? It's good, isn't it? Nobody wants to live a dull life. Nobody wants to live a sad life. My kids use that as an insult. They go, don't be sad, Dad. You know, you know, I don't want to be a saddo all my life. Joy is to Christianity what yeast is to bread. Without it, it's flat. All right? I, I'm just fed up of flatbread Christianity. Who, who's with me on this? You, 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 oh, ooh, ooh. Okay, let's reverse the question. Who wants flat Christianity? That's much better. That's a better response, isn't it? You know, let's go back again to the positive. Who wants exciting Christianity? Oh, I've got a better, slightly better response, isn't it? You know, all the introverts going, yep. Yeah, I like a little bit of excitement. But there's something about Jesus that's transformative. He changes our life, you know. And so the first thing we've got to do is we've got to get some joy. 
I want to put some joy into your life. I want to tell you where you can get joy from uh, this morning. And number one, it's not from your emotions. All right, just to kind of quickly like that, you know, because how many of you wake up grumpy in the morning? I let her sleep in, but you know, I just, that's just me. <laughs> it's an old joke, but <laughs> it doesn't make me laugh. She's downstairs, she can't hear me at the moment, but she will know by the end of the service, believe me, she just knows. Uh, things like that, but, but we don't always wake up, do we? None of us wake up like the ski yogurt man. Have you ever seen yogurt adverts? Aren't they sickening? Everybody gets out of bed with their makeup on and their hair done. Just, that just does not happen, isn't it, you know? I, I, I wake up like a gorilla's dragging me by the hair and swung me around. You know, everything's that. But, but joy doesn't come from an emotion. It doesn't even come from your circumstance. Here's the key where joy comes from, okay? 1 Chronicles 16 verse 27. In fact, I found where God lives. I found his address, all right? It's 1627 Joy Avenue. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 27. Splendor and majesty flow out of him, strength and joy fill his place, all right? You want to know where God is, God's living in joy. You want to hang with God for a little while, God is full of joy. Surrounds him, there is joy forevermore in your presence, all right? You will find joy in a relationship with Jesus. You will find joy in the presence of God. So this is why it's slightly odd. If you come to church and you go, right, you can be in church, but you can not be in joy. You can be in a church service and not be in God. You cannot be in God and be sad. There is something about the presence of God that, that gets into you. It fills you, you know, and starts to fill your life. You know, if, if, when you start to see the Holy, Holy Spirit, you know, if we're conservative, we slightly struggle with this, that people suddenly start to chuckle, you know, like praying. And like, oh, happy. Have you ever heard some people laugh when they've been praying? You know, and we just kind of go, they're just weird. Do you know what God's doing? He's going, no, you're weird. Because in my presence, there is fullness of joy. So who's normal? Who's bringing heaven to earth? The person who's going, have <laughs> 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 you noticed, if you try and rationalize joy, isn't it? it you, you cannot do it. There's something that's irrational about joy. It doesn't mean it's illogical. There's something that's full of life. It bubbles up inside of us. Psalm 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out with songs of forgiving. You, you know, that's why you can wake up in the morning when you're praising God and you are so great, God. That's why you can walk to your neighbor and go, morning. You know, that's why you can walk into work and go, isn't God good today? And they're all looking at you going, you are mad. And you're, no, 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 this is true. You're mad for not realizing how good God is. God is so good. And so I want you to understand in the presence of, of God, there is joy. And you've got to get some joy. You can get it direct from God. You have turned my morning into joyful dancing. I know some of you are British. All right? And I know you've been born with feet that do not move when the music comes. All right? But at least get some movement going on when God is there. The heartbeat of God wants your feet to move. You know, it takes you to places. It puts a smile on your face. Can we live this lifestyle of joy that it comes from the presence of God? Psalm 16, verse 11. You will show me the way of life. You will grant me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forevermore. Do you know what? There are so many scriptures in the Bible that says joy and God are connected. If you want to be close to God, get close to joy. Because God does not change. God is 
I just don't understand what I'm going through right now. You know, it's just, it's just terrible. And God says, I, I know there's some tough stuff going, but just come alongside. And I, I don't know of you, but I found however tough my day gets, you know, when I start to pray, that I have this connection with an incredible loving father that even in my darkest day, I can praise God. Right? You, you, now, that doesn't make sense. But in God's presence, I, I just want to invite you, if you think you're coming to church service, you're not. You're coming to the living God. You're coming to a heart of a father who loves you so much when you realize that joy is found there. So if your fuel tank is really low in joy, you, know, you need to get to the fuel tank, and that is God. God is the petrol tanker. Get to him and say, just fill me up with your joy. Right? This can happen in your bedroom. This can happen in your kitchen. This can happen in a park. This can happen even in a church service. I dare to believe that we can be happy during a church service. It can happen over coffee. I'll tell you why. Because God is not limited by any of those places. He's like, at last, have a people who just want to hang with me, spend some time. And the first thing we know is God wants to download us with joy. Matthew 13, verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. In his joy, he goes out, he sells all that he has, and he buys that field. When you discover God, you will do anything to get close to the presence of God. There is a man who sees a treasure in a field. It's hidden. How does he see hidden treasure? Just, just kind of work that one out. The Bible's full of those kind of questions, you know? But he goes, right, I'm going to dig that out. And I, I want, this week, I want you to go and dig out joy. Some of you got deep joy. You've got to dig it out. Some of you realize that you, 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 you met Jesus years ago, you know, and over the years, you just let it, let it, let it sit and, and go deeper and deeper. You've got to bring that out right now and go, God, would you just let that joy overflow in my life? You know, I, I want to be a difference in society. To do that, I need your joy. I'm going to plug in. I'm going to connect into God. You know, there's a, there's a band I listen to called Ren Collective. Anybody heard of Ren? You know, there's, there's one of their, their um, I know it's your favorite band, so I'm just, I've actually changed the lyrics. It's let your mercies rain down like confetti at a wedding, you know. But I've, I want to switch it for this message, so I've hacked their lyrics. It says, let joy rain down like confetti at a wedding. I, I want you to live your life like, like confetti, like rain, wherever you go. No act of kindness, no matter how small, will ever be wasted. So this joy fest that we're going to do, we're going to do some things as a church in the next few weeks. And I, I, this message is about getting you ready and putting you like an arrow in a bow. And I want to shoot you out all over this city. Are you ready for this? Yes? Yeah? So I want you to be confetti at a wedding to the whole city. In fact, that we're trying to motivate the whole church. You know, I'm one of many leaders across this city. And we're trying to just share this message of God rain down joy over this city. And the first one is... Not, not this week, but a week tomorrow, so you've got eight days prep. I'm deliberately I'm prepping you to get you thinking. We're going to do seven acts of joy, one a day. I figured just one a day will be quite good. So just one act of joy every day, uh, right? And, and just, just to share some joy. And there's just different creative ways that you can do that. We sat down, Young Adults, by the way, is a, meet, a group that meets on Monday night. If you're a young adult, come and join us. We do some crazy stuff, by the way. Um, we flipped our learning Rather than from lectures and then we go and do stuff, we, we actually go and do stuff and we learn from what we do. It's a really quite novel way of learning on that. And so we've written these kind of whole thing. And at the moment, the young adults have wrote a list of, they're on a 40-day of Acts of Joy, all right? They're, 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 they're ahead, you know, and they wrote things. And I said, what do we want to do? And this is their list of what they're trying to look for. They're playing Joy Bingo. 
Okay, so they've got a list of 40, and they're going around, looking around to pray with someone, to invest time in people, prophetic words, random high fives, compliment someone's pet. You know, have you noticed, if you ever talk to someone's pet, everybody wants to talk to you. You know, it's a way of sharing joy, writing text to friends, saying thank you to bus drivers, complimenting washing cars, cooking meals, babysitting, hosting coffee mornings, holding umbrellas for people. You know, having an umbrella and just walking people in the rain and sharing, you know, offering to be a shoulder to cry on, house cleaning, dig up weeds. None of my kids have done this one in our house yet, but, you know, we can always hope. Hospital visits, listen to someone's struggles, picking up a person, standing alongside, food packages, praying for people, forgiving Giving someone, visiting the elderly, pay for someone's fuel. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Imagine you get there to pay for your fuel and somebody's already paid for your fuel and there's a little card to say, actually, we just want to share a little bit of joy. I've been in a restaurant before and I've gone up to the, pay my, my bill at the end of it and the, the waiter's gone and he's in a blind panic. He says, I'm sorry, Aaron. Um, I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, what? He said, um, there's no charge. There's even no charge. I've just had a meal. He said, yeah, someone's already been in and paid for it. I've never seen it in my life before. You know, and I'm like, oh, great. And he's going, it's great, isn't it? Two people are blessed just because somebody else paid for my meal. Did you know you can do that for coffees? Because you're thinking, hmm, how many for Mifty and Female? And you're already doing the, the mass. But you can change people's lives just by going, I'm going to intentionally share some joy in people's lives. We're not just going to individually, so seven acts starting from a week on Monday. That's not just one thing. We're then going to go and start to do some together. Now, on your seats, there's a Joy Fest fun day, uh, things like this. Right? We want to literally rain down on St. Thomas goodness, right? And I do need you to be there. So uh, there's going to be sign-up sheets for our community day. So we're going to do that on Saturday the 9th. And we've got inflatables. We've got face painting. We've got the cafe. You know, we've got, we've got Alfie and our mascot. We're running a children's program. And the whole thing is I want you to come and carry the joy and share it to our community. You know, bring your best game joy face on. You know, I'm just going to serve. I'm going to stand on the bouncy castles. I'm going to go, yes, yeah, stop fighting, you know, with a big smile on my face, isn't it? You know, I'm going to draw on people's faces in an artistic way. You know, I'm going to serve it in the cafe. Whatever it is, we want to come together because of the whole soul thing of we're going to share joy right down on St. Thomas. And, and I need you to be a part of it because we're going somewhere because take these, invite your friends and family, go bring them across to the day. Because on the back, if you notice the little thing, uh, the stage three of this joy fest is we want to have open day. Have you ever been to a party where they do these mini cakes? You know, little ice creams in the middle, you know. Didn't you eat, if you find you eat more, they're smaller, so they kind of got less calories, but you eat twice as many when people come down. Canapes, things like that, those little things. What we want to do for church, by the way, we want to bring lots of non-Christians to the church, right? You, You know the empty chairs? that you look around you. Don't be worried by them. I want you to have faith for the empty chairs that that's going to be your neighbor. That's going to be a member of your family. That's going to be a friend from work colleague. I want, I want you to start believing that actually I'm going to come and bring someone to church um, because we're going to have a church open day and it's going to be bite-sized church. We want to help them discover what a community of joy looks like. So on that day, right, you know, do not be miserable on the 10th of June, right? Come in, you know, come in, get them coffee, get them a donut. You know, we're going to kind of show exactly what we're doing as a church because we want to be open because God's got this huge bank of joy that he's going to share on our life. Now, I want to finish, uh, and you can't believe I'm finishing already, can you? I mean, you're like, you're there. So we're going to play a clip in a minute. So, Ben, when the clip starts to play, can you move into position? 
uh, because I kind of really want to do this. But I, I, I discovered something in my study this week which, which slightly moves just off track, but it, it keeps in there. But God showed me something, and I felt I just wanted to share it with you, you know, just as an obedience to God. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 1 to 3. It talks about the churches in Macedonia. Right? The church in Macedonia, by the way, was, was going for a real hammering time. Anyone who's been for a hammering time? Anyone who's ever been under the cosh? All right? um, I love it because even during tough times, this is their response. It says, they're being tested by many troubles. They're very poor, but they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. How can you give more than you can afford? And they didn't do it of their own free will. The message says trials expose their true colors. They were incredibly happy. They were desperately poor. The pressure triggered something totally unexpected, an outpouring of love and generous gifts. I, I want to tell you this about your tr- troubles. There's something that God can do in your troubles and brings the best out of you because you are a follower of Christ. You are blessed beyond any person on this planet because you have God inside of you. I want to describe what it's like when troubles come and what happens when troubles and Jesus mix in your heart. Anybody ever heard of Coca-Cola and Mentos? Anybody heard what happens? If you haven't heard what happens with Coca-Cola and Mentos, well, I'm going to show you right now. And this is the link, by the way, just so you can force it is. When troubles and God mix in you, this is the reaction. Hey guys, I'm Beck and this is Ben. Today we're at our awesome treehouse. And welcome to Backyard Science. So guys, you probably already know what the classic Coke and Mentos is. Well, here it is. You drop this Mento into the Coke and it creates this nice little fuzzy reaction, right? But as we do on Backyard Science, we take everything to the extremes. We're going to be making a Coke and Mentos rocket. All right, we got our Coke, Sam's Coke, our Mentos, and our yummy Cheetos. We don't need Cheetos. and put it on some scotch tape. About this and you're long, gonna fold, fold it, it over in half and make like a taco form. And then you put it inside of there like that. And then once this is in, you have to shake it up shake real it. well. Ready? Real well. Good. Look right there. Shake it, baby. This is rock solid. Whoa! Oh my gosh, that is. Okay. okay. Now yeah, it's that's... time for the fun part. Okay, guys, we got our little packet in here. It's all screwed on. It's ready to go. We're going to shake up this bottle and throw it on the ground and watch this rocket go.
Genuinely, right? Some of you are thinking, that is so cool, I want to do that when I get home, aren't you? Now, I know you're talking about the message, aren't you? You know, this, this, this thing about joy. But let me tell you, right, not all of our life is straightforward. Not all of our life is easy. And actually, but there's an incredible thing of when troubles and the Spirit of God mix. It's like Mentos in a bottle, right? And, and God sometimes brings troubles into our life in order to shake us up a little bit. Who needs a little bit shaken up? Did you notice how many times it took them to kind of get it right? You know, they did it all right, they followed the instruction, and you got that take for it. I kind of love that imperfection to the clip, because this week, when we start to grow, you've got homework for the message, by the way. Uh, just to let you know, the homework is think of ways, seven ways that you can bless people, because we're going to start at week on Monday. I want to give you time to say, God, oh, who can I bless? How can I bless him? And I want you to think, because I want you to be part of this joy fest, because we want to have a spread effect on the whole city to share the joy. But I want you to know that actually what God has put in you, he's combining all that stress and all that trouble to actually say, you know what, when the going gets tough, when it comes to godly people, the tough gets going. You know, I, when, when we, we were talking last year, I, I didn't just give up. We'll, we'll do 10,000 reasons if that's all right, because I think it's a really good place. It's going to give you wrong just looking at you and staring at you awkward. When the doctor gives you bad news, you can sit there and lie down and take a hammer in, or you can stand up and let faith rise. You know, you, I don't know if you know this as a Christian, but you've got something incredible inside of you, and that is God. And the devil knows that. So he spends his life, in your life, trying to tell you how rubbish you are by telling you how ineffective you can be. And the reason for that is because he does not want you to make a difference. This message is the reverse of that. This is where I'm just saying what God has put in you right now, he wants you to get out. Press down, shaken together, and running over. Think Mentos. Think Coke. Think Joyfest. Stand to your feet. I want to pray for you. We're going to sing a last praise song, 10,000 Reasons. You know, we find joy in the presence of God. Okay, and we've we just got this slightly weird pattern in Riverside. If you're new, um, you know, we, we just say, God upwards first. You know, God, let heaven come and we bring it in with and then we're going to shower out. So we're just going to start with God. Just put your hands up before God. It's like a big bucket. I want God you to fill your buckets of joy. All right? From heaven, fill your heart. Right now, God, let the presence of God fill our hearts with joy in your presence is joy forevermore you know and some of you will just start to smile as you sing this song some of you start to feel a movement of your feet if you want to dance you can dance if you want to clap you can clap if you want to kind of just go woohoo you know God wants to do that but the goal is to take this full bucket of joy and pour it on a world that needs the sunlight